Welcome to the Leadership Boost. Leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership Boost podcast. This morning it is Relationship Saturday, so we are ready to kick off with that um, episode. I'm just signing into the live broadcast on uh, Facebook and then we can get straight into the question and answer. The question and answer, what would they call it? Session for the month. Let me just put this in here. Q and A. All right. There we go. So it's really great to be with you again on this Saturday. I I really, really enjoy doing the, um, the Relationship Saturday episodes simply because it's something that is dear to my heart. Hey, welcome to the live broadcast on Facebook. This is Relationship Saturday. This is your host, Sean Smith. Of course, you would know that because you are on my profile. Um, we've just started on the Leadership Boost podcast as well. Um, I get it wrong sometimes. I start on live and then I go to uh, the episode, the the podcast and sometimes I start on the podcast and I end up going on to live and and uh, the two never quite coincide but it's really great to be and uh, to be with you and I have you hopping on to relationship Saturday again relationship Saturday is important as part of the whole um, leadership approach uh, that I have be simply because um, balancing your life and your relationships and your priorities, are like a number one factor in the whole the whole leadership realm, and specifically as kingdom leaders, which is my you know my real approach is to uh, leaders having a kingdom leadership mindset, which is totally different to the normal uh, concepts that we have floating around there. Just because it's it's different, because the priorities are different, because the Focus is different because the balance is different. And one of the areas is, in fact, relationships and specifically your marriage relationship as a leader. If you are married, then your relationship uh, is vitally important. Now, um, the thing about that is also, I just need to get to something else here. Um, The thing about that is, is that the principles of relationship apply in every situation, in every situation. It's not just for marriages. The the principles that are set in motion for relationships are the same right across the board, whether you're an employer, employee, whether you're a friend, whether it's family, um, it's all, it's all important. So, um, what is going on yet? So 
I'm trying to get to the the questions. <laughs> so um, that's why I like I I love doing I love doing the relationship Saturday focus simply for that fact. Now, if you're hopping on to the replay, great to have you with me. Um, I really appreciate you hopping on as well. So um, let us have a look. See. Why, why, why did we lose that? I just lost the questions, so I want to get back to the questions. And now I've got to filter through a whole bunch of comments and quotes and, and everything else on these notes that's not very cool. All right, here we go. Let's do that one there. And we can get it going right now. So really great to have you with me. And as I said, you know, the, the, um, the, relationship, the, the relationship part of, of things is vitally important. Because Michelle and I, and my wife and I, we've been married for um, close to 40 years. And um, it's been, had its ups and downs. It's had its good times and its bad times. It's, uh, it's been an interesting journey. So, <laughs> but we, we are married. We're good friends. I, I, I believe I married my best friend. I'm, I married um, the love of my life. We were both very young. And, and we've had to learn through the process of time what the principles are that make up a great marriage relationship. So let's talk about the question and answers today. I, I received two questions. One is how do you deal with in-laws who you feel are capable of taking care of their own issues but keep asking for help from your spouse? It's a loaded question. It really is a loaded question. Rather than, I, I thought about this a lot, and I thought rather than deal with the technicalities of, of the, the, the issue of that one issue, because this can vary uh, from situation to situation. What I've learned over the years is to actually look at what is the principle that governs this or should govern this? What is the principle involved here? And I, I often sit with Michelle and I, I say, let's step away from the emotional issue at hand, the, 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 the issues that suck us into becoming stressed, getting emotional, now begin to, you know, we wrangle, is it right, is it wrong, is it up, is it down? And the thing about it is when, when we're dealing sometimes with issues, what we do is we go to court and now we debate this thing in our head, you know, the court in our head. Um, and, you know, what we try and do is we try and find out to try and justify our decisions. And most of the time you're going to lose when you begin to argue the decision in your own head. I typically do that simply because I, I'm always wanting to err on the side of grace. I err on the side of, of consideration, respect for other people. But there's just somewhere in the process that you have to draw a line and say, this is the line. This is my decision. I settle it with finality and I live with the consequences. So the, that is the principle. So many times you just got to step away from the actual issue on, at hand, look at it from, from a big picture 
and say, what are the governing principles here that govern this that I need to make a decision on? What are my values in, in this process? You see, that question, you can be put into different settings with different cultural thinking, different perspectives, and it varies from, from person to person. However, when I step away from something like that, I say, okay, boundaries are important. Simply because first, your marriage relationship is primary. You have to guard that. You both have to guard that. Husband and wife have to guard that. In-laws have to respect that. Oftentimes, in-laws do not, or parents, I mean, well, and I suppose it's in-laws either way. So from one side or the other, it'll be in-laws. And in-laws sometimes don't respect that. I feel that's where often there's a, there's a disrespect for the life of the children. In, and this is as a, as a parent and as a grandfather. I've coached my family on the situation or with the perspective that the children have to make their decisions once they leave my home. And what, well, even from, from young already, because I, I just believe that, that children, we can't leave children making decisions for them, imposing on them, living our life for them until they're 18, 19, 20, when they, and then they get married or they leave home and they go off into the world. And now suddenly they're on their own and they don't know. They're trying to live by the parents' values. And the parents' decisions and the parents' choices. And they're trying to live their parents' life. And now it's not very successful because they don't know who they are. So so you marry that person and you're marrying the parents. You know, it's just you're marrying the the family kind of situation. And it's true. That's what happens. However, you need to be more focused on being who you are. So from young, I really taught my children how to grow up uh, making decisions, living with the consequences. And I guided, I had to guide that, obviously. And this is the principle, is the boundaries, the boundaries that you set within that context. And so to respect my family, to respect my wife and our relationship, there's oftentimes you have to say no, there's oftentimes you have to say yes. The important point is, and of course, my approach is always communication. Communicating first with my spouse and saying, where do we stand on this? What is our boundary? Where is the boundaries on this? If you do not set boundaries, somebody's going to set the boundaries for you. They're going to stretch it. They're going to push it. They're going to, they're going to violate whatever boundaries you think you have because they are going to set their own boundaries and decide what is a boundary in this situation. And therefore, you have to set the boundaries. You have to communicate with your spouse. What are the boundaries for your relationship, for your home? How much, how little, where where are the boundaries? Because some people will not respect boundaries unless you clearly communicate those boundaries. Unless you sit down with your spouse and say, where are our boundaries? And then for the rest of the world, set the boundaries. I've had to draw to the the offense of 
family members sometimes, in relationships. I've had to draw boundaries somewhere and say, and communicate it clearly. This is how it's going to work. And if you don't like it, then we leave it. You know, we walk away from it and we walk away saying we both maintain our um, our respect and we respect our relationship. That's the important thing is that you keep the relationship as primary. Always work to keep the relationship, provide, um, protect the relationship. And But where's the priority? My wife is my priority or my husband should be my priority, you know, if you're a wife, not me. <laughs> so so the, the focus needs to be that what are your priorities and where are the boundaries? Set clear boundaries, communicate the boundaries. All right. I hope that gives you a better sense. You know, like I say, to deal with the technicalities of each situation, it, it varies from home to home, person to person, but boundaries are important. Clearly communicated, clearly understand, and first there has to be agreement between you and your spouse on on what those boundaries are in dealing with your in-laws. In-laws that are smart or parents that are smart, parents that are uh, smart, um, are wise, let me put it that way, parents that are wise will look for the boundaries, will actually establish their own boundaries and say, I have to respect them. Even though the children may not understand, you know, they're still trying to figure out their boundaries, but I will, I will, as a parent, set the boundaries and I will respect that boundary so that it um, works towards them growing you know, them developing, them developing their life and not imposing on that, not encroaching upon that, not disrespecting that, Um, you know, just they have to live their life. It's not my life. It's not my relationship, not my marriage. It's not my home. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's always my child, but it's like they are now connected to somebody else beyond me and therefore I have to respect that so that's wise parents will do that but if parents are not wise in that area then as children you've got to you you have to communicate your boundaries anyway do it understand it quickly grow up quickly in it and set the boundaries whether and it could be vice versa it could be for children as well you know boundaries are important boundaries actually mean self-discipline, self-control, respect uh, for each other, for yourself, for each other, and for um, the environment that you're in. Okay, so the other question that came up is, is there something wrong if you never argue with your wife? (laughs) And the person says, ever. So that is an interesting and very interesting uh, topic or uh, question uh, issue to deal with. I'll tell you this. I, one, we had a, a couple. I knew a couple, and uh, that felt the same way. And after years of marriage, the kids had grow, were growing up, and and one day we were in a marriage seminar kind of situation, and uh, I put out some questions for them to ask each other, or somebody else did. I can't remember, but anyway, we put out some questions, and the two people, the the couple. Uh, found there were areas that they were unhappy with. And it turned out to be a very late night kind of situation. 
that and it wasn't it wasn't a make or break kind of situation. It was just that they weren't aware of the weakness. They weren't aware of the unmet expectation, the frustration with some areas. So um, there was an underlying issue, a, a clash, whether it's a value clash or whether it's just this underlying, I'm not happy, discontentment that doesn't bring a fulfillment into their relationship. And, you know, the thing about it is most people never get to that deep connectedness, that deep love connectedness where there is this absolute intimacy, which we spoke about last week. So my encouragement is to actually work on communicating. (laughs) Take your time. And I think the questions were, what are the three things you're happy with and what are the three things you're not happy with in our relationship? And it, it puts you out there. It makes you vulnerable. It makes you have to be transparent. And it, it doesn't have to be, I mean, in that same situation, um, somebody, one guy, I mean, he just said, he, what he said to his wife was totally unnecessary. It was it, it was criticism. It was really not about his unhappiness. It was about um, he, he was being critical of his wife. And uh, I, I, it was when he told me what he said, because, of course, they walked away from, from the situation and they were, like, not happy at all. They were having a fat argument. Well, they weren't even arguing. They just... Communication ended at that point in time. And I, when I said to him, so what did you say? You know, what, what happened? What did you guys say? And, and he said, no, well, I told her this. I said, I, I said oh, what are you, born stupid? Because you don't say that kind of thing. You know, when it comes to communication, you don't have to be sarcastic. You don't have to be critical. You have to be considerate and and offer even when you are communicating something that you're not happy with or you're discontent with, you, you communicate it in a way that is always with a win-win situation. It's always with, this is how I feel, but it's not about you. It's not about that you're wrong. It's just how I feel about the situation. And can we correct this? Is there some way that we can come to agreement on this? So there needs to be always the communication that actually develops that. So what I'm saying is, is I'm not saying if you, if you have a relationship that you never argue, you never uh, clash on anything, you never, there's never um, confrontation about um, or, or contention about anything, that's great. What a, what a, what a relationship. However, I would suggest that you do dig a little deeper. Don't leave things unsaid. Don't leave things to fester. You know, just because one person in the relationship um, sort of complies with everything doesn't mean that it can, it doesn't become an issue later on down the line. So that's why I talk about tuning up your relationship often, sitting down, having a tune-up once a year or every six months or something, and and sit down and and 
discuss the areas that are important. Discuss areas that that are priority and are applicable and that are fundamental to your relationship because you do not want to leave unresolved areas and issues. You want to be constantly working through those areas. All right, so my again, step away, big picture, principle involved in this law, you know, the law of relationship is it's universal discussion, communication, clarify. And it's not like, are you happy? I, if you're happy, I'm happy. Now, well, that's, that's nice. We, we love that. You know, I mean, it's nice. But are there behavioral issues? Are there value issues? Are there perspectives that are not in agreement? Build now and work it, you know, work it through later. All I'm saying is don't assume. <laughs> That's really, don't assume that everything's okay because nothing is, just because some people are more compliant than others. And some people are, can, are more patient than others. Some, you know, you've got the hot and the cold. You've got the red and the blue. Uh, some people are, you know, me, I'm a passionate person. As you, you know, I'm, I'm actually an introvert, would you believe? But I'm, I'm very passionate and I, I cannot handle when there's something that's not right. I can't handle it when it's just being clouded over. It has to be communicated. So I will rather confront, tackle, clarify, speak it out, clear the air, walk away and say, I'm happy because I know now where we stand. They know where I stand and we are, and I know where they stand. Except, you know, so I'm talking about Michelle and I, we, we will clarify issues and maybe take time to think it through, uh, reconsider our attitude, reconsider our behavior, reconsider our, our mindset in the, the, the fact, are we looking at this from the right angle? Have I been understanding? Am I being critical? Am I being self-centered, selfish? Or you know, am I being insecure about this? Or am I being mature? Is my approach with understanding, with maturity, with consideration and respect? So what I want to suggest is don't leave things just because nothing, everything is hunky-dory. You know, that it's like when you're having a honeymoon, you know, it's just, oh, everything's fine and we're all dandy and whatever else. And, and then 10 years down the line, you know, a husband or wife, and I'm not saying this is going to happen to you, but a husband or wife walk out and you go, what happened? How come, you know? So, well... For 10 years, I've been unhappy about this. Why didn't you say something? You know, we never dealt with it. I didn't know. I, I, you know how many times I've heard that? I didn't know. I just didn't know they were unhappy. So, well, you didn't pay attention and you didn't talk about it. You didn't deal with it. Both parties. You see, it takes two, par- two, two people, two individuals to actually, you know, cause it to f- a relationship to fail. And, uh, and sometimes one more than the other. It's just... Communicate your unhappiness, but the relationship is never negotiable. That's what you've got to always keep is like, regardless of what you're dealing with, is like the relationship. Michelle and I, we've had to deal with issues in our life. We've had over 40 years, we've had a lot of journey. A lot of things have happened to us. It could have been disastrous on our relationship, but to us was... Yeah, there were issues. Yes, you know, I made mistakes. She made mistakes. We said things. 
we did things, we, we, you know, one warned the other and we allowed ourselves to get into issues, you know, our perspective sometimes was wrong, whatever. But our relationship was never negotiable. I believe in her love. I believe in her commitment to me and vice versa. I believe in my commitment to her and I believe in my love for her as much as we do vice versa for each other. And that means our relationship is never negotiable. It's just, that's it. She's my best friend. It doesn't mean I always feel friendly. It doesn't matter that feel like I'm always feeling in love. It doesn't mean that I'm always feeling like she's the most agreeable person in the world and that she gets me all the time, you know. But that doesn't, that doesn't change anything. Any friend, any relationship goes through these ups, downs, and seasons of, of, um, of the journey. But in the midst of all of that, the relationship is never negotiable. And we need to keep that, sanctify that, keep that as a principle, as a law within our lives. That's the boundary of our life. Is if I if I connect with you in relationship and and we are friends, we, we walking together, it's never negotiable. Now, if we move, go our different ways or whatever, that's fine, you know. It's like, but then we get together, you know. We don't harbor malice. If you've got malice, if you've got offense, if you deal with it, you know. But don't negotiate the relationship. Not in marriage, ever, ever. All right. So that's my suggestion. Keep communicating. Keep talking. All right. So just want to offer you um, on my Facebook page, Sean's Leadership Mentoring. There is a button at the top, book now. You can go to my calendar on Facebook. You can book a half an hour with me. Um, we can jump on a call and we can talk about some of these areas of your relationship. If you want to uh, discuss some of these things, um, I'd love to take time, spend half an hour with you, ask you some questions that help you uh, focus. At, I'm asking questions. I'm just to, to allow you to, to discover your areas of, of communication, are you happy? And how can you, to walk away from, from the, the phone call, um, I'll call you on Zoom, and to walk away anywhere in the world, and to walk away from that with something that you can begin to work on. All right? So that's what I would suggest. Whether it's good, whether it's not so good, everywhere starts somewhere. <laughs> so that's what I would like to suggest to you. Um, thank you for, for hopping on with me today. Please pop in the comments um, insights that you have received or um, uh, contributions that you have. I don't have all the answers, but I, I, I certainly have got some experience in this. So that's what I'd like to offer. Uh, thank you for being with me. Until next time, this is Sean saying over and out. Mm -hmm.